You're listening to episode 98 with Shay Dunifin, Education Coordinator for Pinellas County Utilities. This episode is brought to you by Rogue Water Lab. Hi, this is George Hawkins, and I am the founder and president of Moonshot Missions. This is a podcast that is demonstrating the value of communication in the water sector. It's water in the real life with my friend, the H2 duo, Stephanie Corso and Ariane Shipley. We are proud to announce our new nonprofit venture, Rogue Water Lab. A tribe, an experience, a calling, a hub where you can learn, connect, and grow. The lab is cultivating the next generation of innovators in water communication and education. Why? Because progress is a human story. And those who tell the stories rule the world. So the question now belongs to you. Are you ready to join the revolution? So Shay Dunifin is the education coordinator for the South Cross Bayou Advanced Water Reclamation Facility in St. Petersburg, Florida. And since 2017, she has led the education program's facility tours, classroom presentations, and participation in regional STEM-based events. While the program interacts with over 40,000 citizens of the community each year, it is a popular resource amongst teachers and educators in Pinellas County. Shay also holds a master's degree in the crop and soil sciences from Virginia Tech and is the vice chair of the Florida Water Environment Association's Public Communications and Outreach Committee. She is also the recipient of the 2018 Water Environment Federation's Public Communications and Outreach Program Award in their individual category. So if you are an educator, you know of an educator in water, you need to connect them with Shay because she's a rising star in the industry. And without further ado, let's get to the show. So we're extremely excited to be talking with Shay Dunifin today from Pinellas County Utilities in Florida. She's our education coordinator. So uh, I don't, outside of Greg, is she our first like educator that we've had? Official? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. So we are super stoked to have you uh, here today. So thank you, Shay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I got to meet Shay at the WEF mid-year meeting that we just had back in February of 2020. I feel like when are we ever going to get to hang out in real life again? I don't know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it feels like a million years ago. It feels like so long ago, but um, we were in the public communication outreach committee meeting together and just started trading stories. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have to be on the podcast. But uh, today we're going to talk about some really timely, relevant issues regarding educators' role and education's role with the pandemic that we're going through. And uh, we'll talk more about that. So, because um, I know right now, you know, Ariane and I did public education for 10 years before we went rogue. And so, you know, basically right now, we would just be like ramping up hardcore mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. of our activities. You know, we'd be like, kissing our families and saying see you in the fall (laughs) because there's like an event it seems like every weekend so gonna talk through some of that and just some of the things that you're seeing uh as like one of the boots on the ground but before that I'm gonna let Ariane kick off with um the question we ask all of our guests all right Shay did you choose water or did water choose you oh I guess it depends who you ask um, we're asking you. Yeah, right. <laughs> the honest answer is I would say water chose me. Um, mm. I grew up in a household. My parents were both hippies, so they threw me outside all day. So I learned how to garden from a really young age. So when I got to college, there was no major in hippie. Like, no. So I wanted to work with plants. And um, I took my first course in soils 
And then I started to see that there was a whole different component to growing plants. It wasn't just about how you cut them and where you plant them, but it had everything to do with soils. And then as I took more classes in soils, realizing that my hippie mom did not understand the language, which made it even cooler because I would go home and tell her like, hey, mom, today I studied phosphorus absorption and deabsorption on Gertite. She'd be like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but a big thing about soils is chemistry. And it's all, a lot of that chemistry is water related. So yeah. in a way, um, when I left graduate school, I realized that everything chemistry wise, plant wise is related to water. So for that, I would say that water probably chose me. Nice. It's infiltrated your soul. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Mm, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love, um, I think it's on your LinkedIn. Was it like every one of your stories begins with, is it like once upon a flush? Once upon a flush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love yep. it. Cute. So Isn't that great yeah. that I like, I made a living out of that. Like I made yeah, a living yeah. out of telling the story, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like life goals for, for a lot of us <laughs> out there, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we, like I said, we, we did this for our entire careers in the utility world and we're firm believers that educators and outreach professionals in our industry are truly the most untapped vital resources that utilities have in our opinion. Um, it, in terms of like understanding your customers, your audience, um, what, people really want educators are on the front lines of public education I mean public relations for utilities they have their pulse on the community better than anyone else in the utility does in our opinion and you are one of those people so looking at this pandemic from your vantage point what are you noticing that's happening and going on um in terms of education I work a lot with school teachers Um, So one of the things I can say on behalf of the school teachers, especially with those of us that are extroverts, we're all going crazy because we don't have that (laughs) human to human interaction. It's definitely different when you're talking to a customer or a consumer like one on one. It's more personable. That's not here right now. So as far as like um, engaging with people virtually, um, like social media or through virtual tours, it feels a lot less personable. And for me, that's hard. And I know for a lot of my teacher friends, that's definitely hard. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I'm definitely noticing, especially in this industry with a lot of municipalities, they're doing a lot of social media posts. And a lot of those social media posts are education related and they have a really positive or really good intentions. Like uh, for instance, I saw one the other day where they did like a short minute video about what or what not to flush. Yeah. And it seemed like a pretty straightforward message, but then when you scroll down into the comments, it got really weird really quick. Um, there was a lot of this like blaming and shaming and people saying things like, well, nobody ever told me this, or they're calling out their friends. And what bothered me the bo- most about that was that as a lot of these municipalities are putting those social media posts out there, that they're not responding they're not engaging with the people who are putting these posts. So it's almost like you were kind of just putting messaging out there and dare I say, we're throwing it to the wolves. Mm -hmm. And that's really not healthy because then that kind of reduces our credibility if we're Mm -hmm. not engaging them and saying, okay, here's a good website and preferably one of ours, then they're going to go looking for that information. And what if they find it in the wrong place Mm -hmm. or they don't really go looking for it and they ask somebody else and they tell them the wrong thing. So it just, it kind of comes back and, and bites us. 
but I also realize that there's a lot of time and effort that goes into engaging. And sometimes you can't engage with every single person because some people are just out there for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a challenging time for that, I would say. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because we actually just had a conversation around this with Greg Wukash, who is our mentor and external affairs manager with uh, San Antonio Water System. And, you know, his take was that, because my take was I was pretty, I was pretty uh, blunt about what I was seeing in some of those things and that like, wow, have we like really missed the mark so much Mm -hmm. that because when you just see the posts uh, that you see on social media about the things that people are flushing or just there seems to be this full blindness to the essential, uh, the fact that our water and wastewater peeps and utility peeps are essential personnel and that they just get left out of this conversation. And I'm like, wow, have we really been talking into the void for that long that none of these messages have stuck Mm -hmm. and Greg was like well I don't think Greg saw it not as so much that like we failed Mm -hmm. as you know educators or communicators but that you know people are also people Mm -hmm. and so he's like probably some of these people who are flushing these things or whatever like probably know better or have seen or heard something but are still like I don't have any toilet paper. So this is what's happening or whatever, which like, you know, I agree a little bit, but also Mm -hmm. I think that just in the things that we've seen in the way that, and we've learned about communicating and getting people's attention, you know, trying to break through the 5,000 other messages that they're hit with every single day. um, Like, are there ways that we can be Mm -hmm. talking about this or doing things differently that can help us break through some of that noise um so like I, you know I'm glad that as a as a fellow educator you can kind of see that and appreciate that too and I think engagement engagement is a big piece of that you know because you are right they're going they're going places and they're going places to get information that are that are trusted and I'm using air quotes right now because <laughs> you know when you look at something like PFAS it's easy for somebody to say, like, to look at a chemical company like DuPont and be like, nah, I don't trust them. They're a chemical company. Mm -hmm. But when it's the the company is Cottonelle and their logo is a little cute bear and he's telling you that it's fine. These are biodegradable. They're flushable. This is all the reasons why they're okay to flush. I mean, we got in like a legit argument with Mm -hmm. one of our buddies because he was like, well, why is Cottonelle saying this? Why have they not sued? Like, why are they allowed to say this if it's not true? And I was like, I don't know all the answers. <laughs> like, but, you know, but these are the conversations that right. we're having to have right now. And obviously ours was pretty informal, but I don't think that utilities should be afraid of doing what you're suggesting that they're doing and finding at least some level of engagement to take. Sure. So, um, in your opinion, in terms of messaging, like, what and I guess to my point like what are some things that you've seen that are working and then where are some places where you think that we may be missing the mark a little bit in our messaging or maybe not even in the messaging but who we're saying it to or where we're saying it Mm. well I think oftentimes when we think about communications we think about our customers we think about the people that are paying their bills and oftentimes we forget about the consumers 
So for instance, here in Florida, in Pinellas County, we're not just talking about the people who pay their bills. We're talking about the tourists. We're talking mm. about the school kids. We're talking about the people who are too young who don't pay their bills yet, but they yeah. still consume our water. So that's where the education becomes a really big piece of this puzzle. I've always personally felt that the younger you can get them, the more chance you have. Because there's almost this like psychology when you say something over and over and over again that it starts to become true. You repeat it, yeah. you repeat it, you repeat it. And so especially with the little kids, we in our program, we try to target the, the small elementary school kids with very simple messaging. Like the first message is, where does your water go? They need to know that it goes somewhere and not to the ocean. Yeah. And that's probably the most common thing that I hear. Mm-hmm. Middle elementary high school, 90% of them say the ocean. I mean, we're in Florida, so it makes sense to them that we have this giant pipe, right? Okay. Yeah. So we start with really simple messaging, like, where does your wastewater go? And then as they get into the middle school, um, we start talking about what does not, what should and should not be flushed. We kind of hit that in fifth grade, but going more into middle school. And then as we get later in middle school, we start talking about the sciences that are behind Mm -hmm. wastewater treatment. Because Mm -hmm. in Florida, that's when we start talking about what we call the nature of science. And then by the time they get into high school and they break into those various scientific disciplines like biology, chemistry, physics, then we can hone in and say, let's give you examples of how we use biology, chemistry, and physics to treat the wastewater. So we have to kind of like build a foundation and then kind of build, 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 build. That sounds a lot easier said than done. But for me, it works out that when we start with the smaller ones, we can keep building our messages on top of that. It's always hard when you're, you know, for instance, if I talk to a nursing home and I'm like, please don't flush your pills. They're like, "Ah, no, no, no. They almost just don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's also hard to get them to come to the wastewater treatment facility to do a tour. Some do, but it's, it's just different. It's, it's a lot, it's a different challenge. So all these different audiences present different challenges. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the greatest challenges of being an educator. We are ultimately communicators. We have to know all these different audiences and how we talk to each one. And so our messaging changes from day day to day. But for me in education, I focus on the K through 12 spectrum because I feel that's where I can make the greatest impact. Mm -hmm. Someone else might be better at public information or public relations, but those are kind of different audiences than me. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm probably going to say this a few times during this chat, but I just want one of the things that for some reason seems really obvious, but I became much more attuned to, and I think we probably talked about this at mid-year, is just how there are communication um, committees or elements within every member association with WEF and within every section of AWWA. However, if you're a part of those and you look around the room, there are almost zero actual public educators or communicators Mm -hmm. at the table Mm -hmm. and kudos to the engineers in the room who either have a passion for that or who see its value and importance Mm -hmm. but like so many times I hear conversations that are happening and I'm like wait a minute you guys are recreating the wheel like you there are you there are these people in almost every utility um and if there's not maybe with like the district or something like that but they Mm -hmm. exist and they're out there because we worked with them you know so If you're listening to this and you are, if you're not involved with your member association or section, you should be. But number two, if you are and you, you're you listening to this, like 
go back to the utilities and find out who the public educator is, who the education coordinator is. We have a gazillion different job titles for the same job. So just mm-hmm. like say, I need to know the person who does outreach or any mm-hmm. public engagement or educate, like, I'm sorry, we make it complicated. There's a million names <laughs> yeah. for us, but like find them and invite them to be a part mm-hmm. and be involved mm-hmm. because like everything that Shay said, just, I mean, it's like, it's what we it's what we know and it's what we do and what we preach. And like I said, like we have such a direct connection with customers. It's will be so invaluable for us to have them. And if you're a utilities director or some level of management, do not hate on your outreach folks, like let them get involved because like their voice is needed Mm -hmm. in this industry at those national and state levels. So please, please, please like let them go to conferences, let them get involved in these committees whether they win awards or not, it doesn't matter. They are the direct line to your customers. Wow. So please, please, like we all Captain can't win awards. People. Yeah. <laughs> let them, let my people go. I'm Jewish and it's Passover. So I'm very in the like, yes. let my people go mode. <laughs> let them go. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, I don't even know what to say after this. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> Just kidding. No, well, you can go to the next question. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that. Shay, do you want to add anything to that? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. That was okay. So obviously right now is a critical time to engage with customers. Um, you know, it's funny, I've actually been approached by some old Mansfieldians um, where I used to live and work and have we decided it's Mansfieldites, Mansfieldians? I think we're still on the Mansfieldonians. Fence. Yeah. Um, those Mansfielders, they have texted me and called me and said you used to do public education like can you create videos for me can Mm -hmm. you like do some stuff for my kids and I'm like (laughs) I don't have any supplies yeah (laughs) so no um they didn't let us like take our whole stockpile when we left yeah but it just dawned on me like how critical it is right now to be that public educator and and engaging with those customers so I want to know from you know from your from your mouth to God's ears like (laughs) Why is it so important we don't miss out on this opportunity, you know, this teaching moment that we have? Um, Well, first of all, we have a lot of captive audiences. I know that sounds great to say, right? Um, There's a lot of people working from home. There's a lot of people on the internet. Um, Some people are bored. Some people are curious. Some are trying to find things for their kids to do. Everybody's on the internet right now. Um, Mm -hmm. So we have that. We know that. And so it would almost be silly not to take advantage of that. Um, From a school standpoint, our teachers are all online and they need things and they need things now. So, Mm. you know, I keep getting emails. I've even gotten some text messages, messages on LinkedIn, even my Facebook. I don't know. They're finding me everywhere and asking (laughs) for things like, do you have anything at all that I can give my kid, my students something Mm-hmm. And I think the teachers are feeling the pressures just as much as us because oh, they yeah. had to adapt like in a week. Oh, I mean, at least yeah. here in Florida, I think they had a week off and then it was like, okay, now you're virtually teaching. Have fun. Yeah. And that week off was called spring break. Yeah. And nobody was working. <laughs> Ours was called yeah. test your equipment next week. You're on. Okay, go. Yeah. And um, so it's really important because like I said, for one, we have a captive audience, mm-hmm. but thinking kind of outside the box too. Um, yesterday, mm-hmm. I kind of had this thought. There's a lot of people that are unemployed right now and Mm -hmm. they're looking for jobs. 
And it might seem like a bit of a stretch, but to me, I was like, I should be putting more things out there about careers right now. Oh my gosh. These people are going to need Sorry. jobs and they're going to be like, oh, I never knew this existed. Oh, or, I've, yeah. oh what was I've I had thinking? the same conversation. Someone said, I'm looking for a job. I said, the water industry has jobs. Yes. Said, I know nothing about water. I said, we don't matter. care. We'll take you. Yes. It doesn't Ditto. matter. We'll teach you. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. And think about all these, these um, high schoolers that are graduating. I mean, what are we talking about? They're freaking out right now. They're like, what, are what they do I do? do? Where yeah. am I going? These college graduates, mm-hmm. what's going on here? I'm done in May. Oh my gosh. What do I do? I'm like, come, come to us. Come. <laughs> exactly. We still have jobs. We're not going to shut down. I'm like, you, you're essential. I mean, think about yeah. it. Like how yeah essential with a pretty decent pay compared to the a lot of the other essentials right now agree and we have everything from you know um we have people in our industry that have high school diplomas all the way up to doctoral degrees so anything and like i said i'm i'm a transplant to this industry not to sound desperate but we'll take you (laughs) (laughs) come on we're not desperate we're important yeah exactly no, that is amazing. And I love that you, uh, I love that you brought that up because that's such an incredible point is that this is such an important time for us to be talking about something that lots of, again, lots of people, not only captive, but yeah, you're right. A lot of people are like, what the hell am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Or either in their current job that they lost or, you know, to your point, the school age kids coming out, like this is just, this is just such an incredible opportunity. And anyone who does uh, start talking about that messaging, you know, don't just post a job description, like Mm-mm, talk no. about the benefits, mm-hmm. talk about not, not only talk the about joys, the benefits, the jo- the, yeah, but the purpose the culture. and the value of it. And like, get some like real employees to talk about, like, you know, about why you want to be there. Yeah. Why they like, why you're job. still there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it for the money? Fine. Then say that it's for the money. If it's for the <laughs> retirement package great say it yeah (laughs) those benefits though yeah talk about talk about that and oh my gosh that's that's a great point love it it's not just that just think about how many people you've met in this industry Mm -hmm. that are so passionate so Mm -hmm. passionate yeah I mean they just they like I don't want to say they bleed water but they almost do right like some of these even when I talk to engineers and I have no idea what they're talking about I can tell that they're just they're so into what they do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so even if I just had to sell somebody on hey do you want to work in an industry where people are like super passionate and we protect human health and the environment like we sound like superheroes I mean we kind of Yes. Yes. it's it's a cool industry we do a really good job at talking to ourselves about how much we love what we do but for some reason when we translate that to the way we talk to the public about what we do it's suddenly like the the excitement value just plummets and I'm like no 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 (laughs) like you have to talk about the way how much you love it the same way like publicly you know Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. your social media or I don't know like I, I just and even beyond social media, like, I think this is a really important time to start looking at, like, who can we collaborate with? Who can we partner with? Who right. do we know at, like, news outlets or local media or something that we can get a story out? Whether it's to talk about being essential, get an op-ed written, where it could be an op-ed about employment, about the water industry, and, like, how there's so many opportunities from GED to PhD, we got you, you know? Like, so just, I challenge everyone to get creative about not just going to your established channels, but where are some places where 
you can reach out and and talk reach a different audience mm. so no, I'm preaching, baby. Hallelujah. So I love that teachers have been reaching out to you uh, and, you know, really see you as a resource, but uh, there's a reason for that. And I want to, I want to brag, I want, I want to brag on you a little bit or rather let you brag on yourself a little bit. But the first time we met, you know, you told us about the work that you really put in up front when you first started. And that's really being seen as to how they see you as a resource when all this mm-hmm. went down. So um, before I get into the other meat of the, uh, the question, like kind of talk about what you did in advance of all this. And that's why you've got teachers calling, emailing, texting you, Facebooking you, sending you smoke signals. <laughs> I thought I was just cool, but um, no. <laughs> um, so we launched an education program in 2017 at our largest wastewater treatment plant. And we worked directly with the Pinellas County school system to kind of build the framework. So we started off by creating an interagency local agreement. So Mm -hmm. we basically got approval from the highest level of the school board, the superintendent. And then we started working with the actual science coaches to develop curricula, to develop resources that we could give to teachers that meet all the standards that they teach in their classrooms. So it was a lot of work. And yeah. I can't deny that. I don't want to tell anybody, yeah, it was easy. We did it overnight. No, it was months, <laughs> even almost a year of putting all that stuff together. And then we started putting together scripts for how we were going to do our tours. And we put together a tour book. We put career books. We started building all these resources piece by piece so that we had almost like a package that we could give to our teachers. And the great thing about presenting a teacher with a package is they can decide if they want to use it or not. Yeah. And they can decide how they want to adapt it. Um, they can say, no, we, we trust you. Just do it. It doesn't matter. But by giving them that and showing them that we did our homework and we understand the standards and what they're trying to teach and that we're you know, combining that with how we do, we teach the wastewater treatment process, it gave us a lot of street cred, dare I say. Yeah. Um, also, it's kind of easy for, for me personally coming in with a background in chemistry. I understand a lot of the technical And I think Mm -hmm. that's a key piece in building this education program is that ability to take that technical information and translate it into Mm non-technical terms. And then with time, you learn as you give tours how to talk to people, what kind of jokes are appropriate, which ones (laughs) aren't. Like you learn all that as you go. And so um, I think now that I've given at least 300 tours, I can't even count anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I feel comfortable. You could just push me in front of, it doesn't matter what age, what group I'm like, yeah, I got this. And you know, you just, you do your thing. But yeah, definitely the first time I gave a tour, I was terrible. I was tripping over my words. I had no idea what I was talking about. I'm like pointing at the wrong building. And I'm thinking these teachers are never going to come back. They're going to be like, she has no idea what she's talking about. But so far, um, at least 90% of the schools that come, they come every year. So they keep coming back. So every year I feel that challenge, like, okay, now I got to ramp this up another level. Okay. They already saw me do that demo. So now I got to do something more. So in a way I've kind of taken it as a personal challenge. Yeah. And second part to that is when teachers make requests of me that are outside of a tour or speaker presentation, I always take it into consideration before I say, no, that's outside my job. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes they just ask for mentors. Sometimes they just want Mm -hmm. you to come sit in their classrooms and just talk for five seconds about what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes they want us to grade student projects or science fair projects. 
and I just roll with it because I figure the more I'm out there, the more they know me, the more they trust me, the more that they're going to call on me. So um, it's no longer just an education program. I tell people we're more like a resource at this point. Like, okay, we need a science fair judge. Okay, we're going to call Shay. Oh, we need somebody to do. Okay, we're going to call Shay. We need a tour. So I, in a way, it's a good and a bad thing because I'm always overwhelmed sometimes. (laughs) Especially like you know, like right now in the school year, like I right now thinking about going. (laughs) You're triggering me back to like I would be 2012. I would be so ridiculously busy if I was at work yep. right now in my physical office. I would yep. be giving tours nonstop until mm-hmm. probably beginning of May. So mm-hmm. it's flattering, but it's also a challenge. But the whole reason that you do it is because you're passionate, right? I mean, yeah. that's why we do what we do. Yeah, it goes back to that that why, that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wanted, I yeah, I really wanted you to take a minute and just talk about the time that you invested in building those relationships and creating knowing your audience and making sure that you were creating programs that were going to uh, be a resource for them because that speaks highly of why they're reaching out to you now because not everyone has those relationships. And in fact, a lot of times that's a struggle that we hear is people struggling with getting into the schools. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the next part of this question was, if you could just talk a little bit about some of the things that you are hearing from teachers that may be helpful if, if people who don't have that relationship, they can come in and, and reach out to some of these people and teachers and say, hey, I've got resources for X, Y, Z. Like, obviously, if you have things for, um, you know, for, for us as called TEKS that are like school approved. So like, mm-hmm. obviously, if you have programs that are already falling in line with, um, you know, the school, the state requirements and things like that, obviously talk about some of those things, but I didn't know if there were any other words of wisdom you could give to folks right now reaching out? So the way that we approached it in our program was we we went from the top down. So we started with the superintendent. Um, that's not to say that it was easy or that the next day we had 20 million teachers calling us. It, it didn't work like that at all. Um, yeah. So a lot of times when people ask me how they can be more engaged with the schools, um, one of the things I tell them is to just go online and for instance, you, if you have a kid, go onto their school website and see if they have an event coming up. A lot of times schools are always looking for exhibitors or speakers. Mm-hmm. And um, I also challenge a lot of our engineering friends because, you know, we go back to that point about our local professional organizations. Like here in Florida, our PCOC, our Public Communications and Outreach Committee is well, it's, it's a bunch of engineers and me, right? Yeah. So, you know, and they're all there because they're very passionate and most of them have kids. They have some sort of tie to the school system. Mm-hmm. I always challenge them. Like there's got to be events. There's got to be contests that your kids are getting involved in, yep. or mm-hmm. even our professional organizations have contests like mm-hmm. STEM related. Um, the FSAWWA, our, our Florida section of the American Water Works has a model water tower competition. You can just volunteer mm-hmm. for a day to do that. Um, So there's even like the little small things like just being a guest speaker at your kid's school um, that can kind of start that whole chain reaction. Um, So sometimes just getting your foot in the door is the hardest part. Um, There are over 200 schools in Pinellas County. I have not set foot in all of them. So it's, it's a work in progress, but I would definitely say start by, um, you know, contacting the school or going to their website and finding out about an event, like a science fair judging, something that appeals to you that you want to do, and then go from there because they're pretty open to that. Yeah. And I was going to, if you're going to try and get your foot in the door, I don't think there's a better time to try than right now. Like, even if you did mm-hmm. call your 
your ISDs right now and said, hey, I work in this industry. These are some of the resources I have. If you want to let teachers know, I can do this virtually, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Some of them may have their supplies and things that they can do like a short little virtual class. Because I know even my daughter's in eighth grade and, um, you know, they do have, they do have like an online curriculum thing, but they also are doing you know, her science teacher is giving her links to these various resources, and then they have to do reflections on those each week. So you could even be something, mm-hmm. if you have any sort of resource like that, that could be something that a teacher could use for something like that. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll add when, when we do get to go um, interact with humans again. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I did whenever I first started was, um, you know, when we had our cleanup events, you know, of course, you try to get as many high school kids to help clean up um, litter or whatever from around parks or communities. And um, so I, I tried to be as cool or nerdy as possible around those kids. So they would <laughs> like invite me into their after school clubs. Mm. And yeah. so that was my, how I got like my foot in the door. I think most of the time was through the kind of, you know, sponsor led, unofficial, mm-hmm. official kid, you know, high school um, mostly after school clubs and you know we had an environmental one that had just started and that was an easy way to okay how can I help you guys you know just for your one hour once a month or whatever for now and then could get my foot in the door that way so yeah yeah um well to your point about getting to have human to human contact again (laughs) you know like some of our most successful education moments typically came from some form of live event and Mm -hmm. it's getting face to face with our with our peeps and there's just something kind of magical about those moments that we get to spend with our community members but obviously it's not happening right now so uh, how are you adjusting your education program to adapt to this new virtual teaching environment now I will start off by saying um, as an extrovert the first week was hell um <laughs> But I actually, I actually reached out to a couple of my teacher friends who I also know, um, some are introverts, some are extroverts, both ends of the spectrum, and kind of talked to them. And we found that there was kind of a small community of us all kind of feeling the same way. So that was mm-hmm. kind of reassuring. Um, but once, I guess, the dust kind of settled, I kind of had to step back and really start assessing our program. Um, what resources did we already have? Were there things that we had that were maybe on the back burner that we could push forward now quickly to get out there? Um, for instance, we've made a couple different videos in the past about our program. So we had all this wonderful B-roll footage. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, if we can just piece this together very quickly, we could make a quick tour. And so yeah. I ended up having to go into the facility last week and film for half a day. And all I had to do was stand there and go, step number one, this is where we take the trash out. (laughs) Step number two, here's where we, but in about two days, we had a whole video done. So again, it was just kind of putting together some of that stuff that we had in pieces and quickly kind of making it into something. Um, But one of the things that I'm trying to focus on right now to not lose my sanity is I'm also trying to look at where the holes are like you know Mm -hmm. where what are the things that I can improve because I don't want to say that this is ever going to happen again but it's great to have these resources ready so that if a situation Mm -hmm. arises you're like boom 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 Um, also having these virtual tours put together it's easy to share so 
it's also very inspiring. I want other municipalities, others in the industry to look and go, wow, that was quick. They did that in a day. We can do that. And so kind of up their game as far as, um, oh yeah, you know, we can make a video too, because not every wastewater treatment plant is exactly the same processes. So, um, again, it's, it's, it's partially just kind of putting together the resources that we already have, but also, um, again, just trying to find those holes in our, in our messaging and our programming. And, you know, for us down here in Florida, we don't do a lot of programming over the summer. It is so hot down here. We (laughs) tried giving tours once in the summer and that was a nightmare. I think half the kids were like, going to kill over dead from heat or something (laughs) (laughs) so we decided uh, we were going to take cue from the teachers we're like well they you know they don't teach during the summer so we're going to take our summers and this is where we're going to do all of our planning for the fall so that we hit the ground running so it feels like we've just kind of started that a little early this year um kind of planning towards the fall so for instance when i see like these and go back to this message about like social media and you see these comments that people are writing I'm over here like scribbling down notes like, okay, I need to make an activity about this or I need to address this concern. Um, yep. So it's, it's a challenging time, but honestly, working from home, I feel like I have not been this busy in a long time. So wow. <laughs> it's just a different way of being busy, yeah. but I'm still so ridiculously busy. So it's, yeah. it's cool in a way. Yeah. Well, I love that you make the point of using this time also to kind of stop and look at your program because I know that when we did that when we when I came to Mansfield we did that and we stopped and Greg again has ingrained in us the um, the education model so awareness uh, Mm -hmm. knowledge skills and well he said stewardship stewardship, but participation you know Mm -hmm. and So what we did is we basically stopped everything that we were doing. We looked at every single one of the like literally 50 things that Ariane was doing before I got there. And we were trying to see, okay, you know, this is really just creating awareness. This is actually helping people build. I mean, I was like, what can I get rid of? (laughs) How can I pare this down? Yeah. That didn't happen. It, it, It turned out that we didn't actually end up getting rid of anything, but there were some programs that we tweaked. Mm-hmm. or evolved so that they were more experiential experiential or took things mm-hmm. just from awareness to skills and knowledge and so um so that's been really fundamental for for us as well because we're even doing that doing right now we're doing it right now with the lab and in our programs that we have with the lab so it just it never goes away so uh, um yeah so Go virtual and do all of that, but also kind of appreciate the sl- the, slower pace, the slower pace to use this as an opportunity to do what I mean, we never get to do. Slower pace for some, Shay. Yeah, yeah. For some, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look at your stuff because it's uh, it's important to do that and mm-hmm. to know like that you're hitting people where they're at in different places along that model. So, um, well, before we get to the lightning round, I'm going to reiterate my soapbox that I said before. <laughs> And I'm going to say that if you're an educator listening to this, please, please, please get involved in either, either or both. I mean, Ariane and I are involved with both our WEF MA and our AWWA section. So get involved, get in those public communication and outreach or public education committees because we 100% need your voice and we need the other people in this industry and organizations to know that you're there and what you're doing because you are 
an absolutely untapped resource that utilities and this whole industry have. So kudos, uh, Shay, to you for being involved. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of, I've had this conversation with some of our our engineer friends and they're kind of, um, I feel like my grandma's saying this word flabbergasted, but I can't think (laughs) of a different word right now. Uh, I haven't had enough coffee yet, but are just like kind of flabbergasted by the fact that as educators, the only way that we had that our managers understood of the value of what we were doing was by the awards that we won. And while I think that there is definitely value in um, being recognized for, for our hard work and our good work, like I don't think that that should be the the thing that our value is held up against because we are doing much, much more than the hours that it takes to put together an awards application or program. And so that definitely shouldn't be the thing that makes or breaks whether we get to be involved in committees or get to go to conferences. Uh, so for for folks who didn't know or that- Or get a raise. Or get a raise, <laughs> yeah. For folks who didn't know that, that's a real struggle. And it also like strangely enough pits us against one another, which yes. is ridiculous and doesn't need to happen either. But um, we just bring so much value and and we, again, are at the pulse of the community. And so I think it's just a really important voice to have at the table. So get involved, directors, let them get involved. Please, 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 we need them. And um, thank you for all your work that you're doing. Cause I know like, we know how hard it is, what you're doing and it doesn't feel hard because we love it. It's also fun, but also <laughs> it's frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's a weird uh, it is. So thank you for mm-hmm. your service to our industry mm-hmm. and your involvement in, in um, your MA. And are you in your section too? Are you just your MA? Oh my gosh, I'm all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, all over the place. <laughs> I, I, yes. pretty, I assume and that. And if you're in Florida, you need to join her. Yep. <laughs> her. Yep. Get on that PCSC. Um, She'll find you. She'll, she'll find, find you. Find yeah. you. <laughs> so appreciate all the work you do and for taking uh, the time to chat. And I'm going to let Ariane take us into your first ever participant of our new lightning round questions. Totally so, brand new. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So these are based on our um, core values. Mm-hmm. And so we want to kind of get your answers to these different questions. So... Um, name a moment that you felt most authentically you. Hmm. A moment when I felt most authentically me. I would say that is at the beginning of every high school tour. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like that make or break moment. Like you oh, have a yeah. classroom. So all like the kids get off the bus and we put them in like, I don't want to say classroom, but it looks like a classroom. And I've got to open my mouth and be like, welcome. So mm-hmm. I really let my guard down. I try to be funny. I try to just be dorky. I just try to be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they can laugh, I'm like, okay, I got them. And if they don't yeah, laugh, I'm right. like, okay, I'm going to have to work on that one. But yes, yep. that's definitely all me right there. Nice. Yep. Okay. So here's, here's fill in the blank. I'm so glad I met blank this year. I don't want to sound like a total kiss butt, but you two definitely would be there. So cool. So cool. And then I'll say, also, um, Arpita is a good friend of mine. She's also Mm. on the 
FWEA Public Communications, mm-hmm. and she is an engineer, but mm-hmm. she has so much energy and so much spunk that Love I had it. to make her my vice chair. I just yes. didn't I think, think twice. I met her. She's awesome. Was she at mid-year? No. Oh, working on that. I'm working on that. Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So that one was for uh, curating connections. connections. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first one obviously blank. was authenticity. So that was obvious. <laughs> but this one, um, our third one is bold as gold. So mm. to you, boldness looks like blank. Boldness looks like, uh, so it's a bit of a story. Uh, last year, I went to WEF Tech Chicago and I was in an Uber and the lady driver was taking me to a restaurant to meet up some friends afterward. And she started asking me what I was doing you know, in Chicago, I said, oh, I'm at a conference. I work in wastewater. And I could just see the look on her face. Like, what is this? So then I just started engaging. I just basically asked her, I was like, do you know where your toilet water goes? Mm -hmm. And next thing I knew, we had this whole conversation where I was just telling her where her water goes. And she thought it just went out into like the river or something. And I thought that was pretty bold of me. But afterward, I thought, you know, I should really do that more often. That was kind of fun. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that is something that I feel like of all of the, um, segments of our population in the United States, the mm-hmm. Uber and Lyft drivers yep. are probably some of the most biggest fans after mm-hmm. a conference because yeah. they all get inundated with <laughs> knowledge. Yes, yeah, they do. I love they it. ask that one question. So what are you here for? And we just, op- they open that can of worms. Yeah. We just let it out. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Okay. So our fourth one is staying curious. So tell me how I stay curious by blank. I stay curious by asking a million questions. Um, I came into this industry as a transplant, so I definitely don't know everything. Um, I, when I first started here, I didn't even know what a pump looked like, a pump station. You know, I followed (laughs) the guys out into the field and I was like, show me what a pump looks like. Cause it's kind of hard to explain to people what pumps look like and how Mm -hmm. they get clogged if you've never seen one. So Um, anybody I come across to as an engineer or consultant, I feel really bad for them because I'm like, quick, pick your brain. I know you know yeah. these things. And I just inundate yeah. them with questions. Which in and of itself is being bold. Yeah. Like people, some people don't ask questions because they're nope. afraid. So you doubled. Get that <laughs> um, two points. Fill in this blank. I go to work every day so that my neighbors can blank not worry about swimming in raw sewage. <laughs> mm, nice. Okay. That's Again, I don't think my neighbors, well, I can't, I shouldn't say that, but definitely not all my neighbors realize where their water goes. So mm-hmm. um, that's, I've got a lot of work to do. Even in my neighborhood, I feel like I've got a lot yeah. of work to do. Oh yeah, totally. What's something that you're deeply grateful for? <sighs> well, two things. One, nature. Mm. Um, obviously a gardener. I love plants, orchids, flowers. And secondly, I would say that I'm thrilled that poo emojis are socially acceptable right now (laughs) because it makes my job so much easier. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if I don't know what to say, I just hold up something with a poo emoji on it and I'm good. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that that's socially accepted right now. And people don't ask me how old I am because Mm -hmm. I have a whole office of like I call it poopular culture. It's kind of out of control. <laughs> oh my god! Eat your heart out, Neords. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is I awesome. You yes, coined yeah. by Shay. Yes, poopular, poopular culture. culture. Yep, poopular culture. Wow, dig it. Um, so 
you'll probably agree, like in our line of work, when we're trying to create behavior change and people will say, well, what difference does I, does it make if I make a change? I'm just one person, but mm-hmm. we obviously disagree because we believe that change can be contagious mm-hmm. and you never know what you're going to inspire mm-hmm. in somebody else through your change. So what is the one call to action that you're most passionate about that you believe could ultimately change the world? Ooh, I would say that everything we do as an industry, as the wastewater industry, we do it for the sake of protecting not just human health, but the environment and the world that we live in. And we obviously don't want to leave the world in a worse place for our kids and their kids. So um, I guess that would be my message. It's a nice big heart, I guess, at the end right there. Just imagine my little (laughs) heart's like popping out of my chest and that's kind of my... (laughs) I just imagine like a Care Bear. Yeah. And your Care Bear's tummy has a poop emoji on it. <laughs> yes. With hearts. Well, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love poop. Yay. Okay. We're going to have to create this. I do now need wow. to make a Care Bear with a poop emoji oh on it. Belly. Yes. That is happening now. No one else take that. <sighs> Copyright. <laughs> I want pictures. Sorry, yeah. I want pictures. Lots of pictures of us. Oh, that's going to be, be on the photo. swag store. It's going to be the swag shop right there. So. Well, I know you're incredibly busy right now, mm-hmm. even working virtually and being at home. And so, again, we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and for doing what you do. And, um, yeah, it was a great combo. Yeah. Thank you for rocking it, girl. Yeah. Thank you both, because you obviously understand how important this issue is and you're pushing it. And even though you might not be still in the front line of education like I am, you're still pushing that message. And I really appreciate that, too. So thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Never miss out on future episodes by signing up for the Water Nerd newsletter found at the h2duo.com forward slash newsletter. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore h2duo. We share all of our new episodes there as well as in the newsletter. So whether we come across your feed or in your inbox, be sure to share episodes with your friends, family, colleagues, fellow water nerds. Help us spread the word. We hope you learned something new today, got a little inspired, or did something that brought you one step closer to your goal. Until next time, remember what one of our favorite quotes says, those who tell the stories rule the world.